Hey, Holly. Hey, Jason. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Oh, so familiar. And I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. That is an amazing sentence. It's called direct TV stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. Has this ever happened to you? And no need to ever buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. Holy shit. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more. At learn direct- more at di- <laughs> okay, directtv.com. That's DirectTV.com. Direct dot com. Dot com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. The Shutdown Full Cast. This is the internet's only college football podcast. I am Spencer Hall. Today's crew, I am joined by Jason Kirk in beautiful Kennesaw, Georgia. I like the Christmas lights behind you, Jason. Embracing the holiday spirit is what this podcast is all about. In addition to college football, we are the only Christmas podcast. Yeah, the lights have been up since, um, uh, they're, they're around every day of the year, but yeah, um, <clears throat> I want to go ahead and apologize for any you know, voice cracks or whatever I might have. I'm not actually 13 years old, but um, still under the weather. I, I, I honestly sort of wish I'd given the listener a few minutes of my Saturday night voice on the full cast after dark when it was somewhere between like Undertaker and Tom Waits, but all you get right now is like <laughs> um, eighth grader uh, trying to talk to a girl, so... The, the, the voice cracks will, will start to happen once I talk for more than like eight minutes. It's shocking how close The Undertaker is to awkward teen, right? Like you can see the awkward goth teen in The Undertaker's DNA. You just know that he grew out of that, right? Like, yeah, I died. And then I came back. He's the, the one who did cooler. He's the one who never did. He just got yeah. big. <laughs> he just got yeah, it just, strong goth. <laughs> he the goth I'm, nobody I'm, picked on. <laughs> I'm the original Gaines goth. That's me. I also really like the idea, by the way, of the cross between Tom Waits and The Undertaker because I now just see him in a pork pie hat singing about pirates. Yeah, I mean, give him long enough, every wrestler eventually will become a guy who sings about pirates. Like it's, it's on the it's on the gimmicks it's, list. It's watch it. heel turn, face heel turn. turn pirate singer guy pirate i feel like there's guy. there's like a thing where it's like you know one of those internet tests where it's like your first name and the last name of the street you grew up on and your mom's maiden name and you combine those things and you get it spits out some personality thing and there's some combination where it yields like goth who sings about pirates and wrestling rings are you saying we basically if we gave 
10,000 chimpanzees, 10,000 typewriters, and then gave them 10,000 years, eventually they would invent The Undertaker. I think also you would have uh, Texas's coaching staff would be far more motivated be- and successful. <laughs> that, that would take 10,000 years. Also joining us. <laughs> I think uh, if you checked a room full of chimps and typewriters after 10,000 years, it's just a room of dead chimps. <laughs> and so much, so much poop. So oh much God! Poop oh yeah. God! I thought, I thought, I thought cultural treasures awaited us. It's just <laughs> skeletons and I was fossilized poop. <laughs> I was told there would be one work of Shakespeare, and yet there is poop behind the wall fixtures. There is poop above the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Several faces eaten off. And one right. super strong, super old chimp. That's it. <laughs> the whole the chimps. <laughs> and he's smoking. But he's sitting at that typewriter banging out some Shakespeare. Oh, my God. It's Tom Waits. Look. <laughs> You're innocent when you dream. <laughs> that is Ryan Nanny, uh, live from Nashville, Tennessee. Holly will not be joining us today. Uh, um, so I also will, we, I also want to apologize for any voice cracks on this episode. That's just how I sound all the time. That's, just, that's just your voice. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> that's just your voice, baby. Yep. Got another, had another good incident last week of pulling oh, through no. the drive-thru at the bank or some shit. And I'm like, all right, ma'am. Yep. Here, here ma'am comes. <laughs> Ma'am's coming. It's, it's made funnier by the fact that you are legit burly. You yeah. are you are a good sized man who could be a stevedore, right? You could sure. be a longshoreman. And yep. when you pull up after that voice and then pull up at the bank drive through, maybe they think that you've just freshly stolen the car. So and that the t- lady is around the corner. Today somebody told me online and i forget who it was and i'm not mostly i want some feedback as to whether this is a compliment a diss or neither they said i have anime protagonist voice wow and you i know don't what? know that's what a compl- that means. no that's is a that compliment good? okay i think that's generally good okay i think what, what they're saying is empathetic mm. they listen the listener roots for you okay to Can overcome you- can you say something for me right now in your best, whatever you think an anime voice is? Okay. Yeah. She yeah. asks you to be like, he's more powerful than I imagined. He's more powerful than I imagined. Oh my God. Yes. That's you. <laughs> and now there's like 30 minutes of you leveling up and like discovering like, sure. oh, the plot called all along for me to be 100 more times more powerful right now. And things will so, explode. Yeah. So are you, are you a fan of any anime by the way ryan i not not particularly not i i don't have feelings about it one way or the other i like am vaguely aware of what dragon ball z is but beyond that i couldn't tell you shit okay jason are you um i used to watch the pokemon show um a lot of marvel what if i think went veered very anime it did go very anime yeah there's a star wars one that actually went super anime yeah, I think I know the tropes without actually knowing like specific shows and stuff like that. Yeah, I think you get a basic grammar of anime just being online. Like it's yeah, impossible to not. I've have... seen the avatars. The avatars are. Uh, they, they always have strong. Opinions. I've seen the butterfly meme. That feels right. <laughs> I know that very creepy things happen in certain genres of anime. Sure. sure. And you probably don't want to do too much rooting around to find out precisely what. Um, I would say this, you would enjoy One Punch Man. I have like, I think, 
I now more than passing familiarity with anime thanks to my kids. One Punch Man is great. It's about a guy who can kill anything with one punch. And about what being a superhero, and he doesn't look like it. Like he's like a schleppy looking dude. And he can kill anything with one punch. So he spends a lot of time, like the stories start with him grocery shopping, right? Like he's in his like outfit. And they're like, what did you do to get ripped? And he's like, I did 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, and 100 squats and ran five miles every day. And they're like, that's it? And he's like, yeah, that's it. It's just crazy. That's not the one I was going to recommend, though. I'm also going to recommend Baki because Grappler Baki and the entire Baki saga has the funniest scene I've ever seen, which is a guy who cannot beat up his martial arts master of a dad until he has sex. That like until isn't that until Hot he, Rod? Aren't you describing the movie Hot Rod? Ba- 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 basically, Spencer, Spencer, Spencer is Hot Rod an anime? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that Hot Rod is an anime. Okay. I'm I'm just going to bring it in the fold, right? And in case someone disagrees with me, look at the Danny McBride character and tell me that's not true. (laughs) Danny McBride really looks like, you know, when they draw like the moron character in every anime and he kind of looks super American, right? Like every, (laughs) in the anime when they're like, we need an idiot. They're like, draw an American. It'll be fine. (laughs) Danny McBride kind of looks like that already in hot rod so yeah so watch baki it's great because they're he's like i can't beat up my dad and then he goes and bones for two days straight and loses his virginity and is like i can beat up my dad <laughs> this is what every like every middle teenage boy thinks older teenage dumb is yeah they think this is the moment when you become a man <laughs> i'm gonna deadlift 900 pounds after i bone for the first time and then i'm gonna beat up my dad just like as soon as it happens i will be a different person who is awesome <laughs> brian ference once he has sex look out world <laughs> Someone in Iowa, someone in Iowa, make yourself a hero. Get rid of Kirk Ferentz the old-fashioned way. That's the only way Kirk's going. It's in the prophecy. He ain't going till Brian dethrones him. And in order to do that, he, he must bone. Like this, I like that every morning, Brian Ferentz wakes up. Kirk Ferentz is there in a wrestling singlet at, his, at the foot of his bed, being like, "All right, time to see, time to see if today's the day." And it never is. Every day, Brian taps. Every, every morning, Brian Ferentz says, "I can't I haven't had sex yet." <laughs> and Kirk Ferentz Hold says on. every single morning, "Huh?" <laughs> Hold on, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. You need to go ahead and do the voice. You need to go ahead and be like, "He's old, but so powerful." <laughs> he's old, but he's so powerful. Yeah, see, it's perfect, man. <laughs> because he's had sex. <laughs> That's how I got here. That's how I got. Oh no! Anime sound effect. Shing. Ah! <laughs> this is beautiful. That was actually not what we wanted to start the show with. Not. Sorry. But yet, and yet, we're here talking yep. about talking about uh, <laughs> Brian Ferentz's Virginia. Brian, Brian Ferentz's <laughs> anime character arc. <laughs> And Kirk Ferentz is like uh, an evil martial arts master, which scans way more than I ever thought it would. Ryan, yeah, you have some questions about Chuck E. Cheese, and you I wanted have... to start. You wanted to start the show with this. Yeah. Well, um, I don't remember how this happened, but the other day I was talking with my wife, and she said that the animatronic band at Chuck E. Cheese. She has a vivid memory of them singing. Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA mm-hmm. during a performance. And I want 
I I don't remember that. I don't remember them singing licensed music at all. And first, I want to know: Can either of you confirm or de- or server? Can you confirm or deny that this is was part of their repertoire? Hmm. Are you sure? I it, cannot. Are they sure it's not Rockafire Explosion? I so I asked that, and she said no. It's not the Rockafire thing. This was like you go as you go as don't, a child to a birthday party. Don't and, don't ask me why I know this though. Yeah. I think there are some Chuck E. Cheeses that actually bought Rockafire Explosions because they had yeah. the similar gimmick. Yeah, and they just put their like look on it or whatever but right. the show itself might have still been like a rock of fire explosion production because there's a documentary on that movie yeah. and, and they go into that a little bit about why there's only one or two of those places left um but like chucky e. cheese when they when rock fire explosion went, went away i think it was when, because, showbiz, when showbiz pizza yeah 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 exactly yeah. showbiz yeah. pizza um, when it disappeared, it's because they basically got bought up by Chuck E. Cheese. Right. So maybe they were the characters of Chuck E. Cheese, but the show that they were programmed to do was the Rockfire Explosion thing. And they okay. were okay because I do know, I do know. Here, having looked up the master archive of every song played <laughs> by the Rockfire Explosion, that in the repertoire, God bless the USA, is in there. Okay, so to be uh. just for everyone's clarification, my understanding is the Rockafire explosion is people who have taken the Chuck E. Cheese band and later retrofitted it to make it play whatever they want. Yes, but in the original playlist, server said out, no. Like you, you can no, do that, but like originally the yeah. guy that the guy that pro, it was one dude, right? Yeah. Like it was one dude in his team. one Geppetto puppet. Yeah, master. his like factory that he had out in California where he I made see. the stuff. He he basically did it and like now there's like a bunch of people that can yes do that stuff they can like program they can it adapt the technology yeah but okay. like he did have like an original set of songs that it was i can't remember there was an exact number but it was like a reasonable number that was constantly being added to okay along the way so okay. that would make sense if they just outfitted them as charles entertainment cheese not that those weren't real um creatures on stage <laughs> So you don't, could, you don't have to lie to me, sir. But I know the difference between animatronics and reality. No, Ryan, it's okay. It's so, okay, Ryan. Yeah. So, so, so I've had sex. Me, I beat up my dad. It's okay. We should, <laughs> we've all done that. <laughs> We're all really cool guys here. So, so I asked this question because I have not found any video evidence of the Chuck E. Cheese house band singing "God Bless the USA," but I did find. Um, I did find them sing, singing uh, You're a Grand Old Flag and what appears to be an original song. This is an actual, this is the actual title. I'm not making this up. Oh, I think my pride is showing again. Whoops. <laughs> that, is that what you call it? And and it has all the lyrics. It has all the lyrics to it. And it's basically the Chuck E. Cheese characters talking slash singing about how great it is to be American, the freedoms that it affords you, et cetera, et cetera. But my question for you all is really this. Is Chuck E. Cheese, an American citizen, afforded the rights under the Constitution, or could he be searched by the police without a warrant? Could he be compelled to testify against himself? Could his property be taken without... Like, can Chuck E. Cheese... Chuck E. Cheese can't fucking vote. So why are these creatures, like, 
am first of all, am I right about this? Do do does the Bill of Rights apply to Chuck E. Cheese at all? Now, my first question here is: All right, the, the Rockefeller explosion. These yeah. are the individuals who are who are making this claim, right? Yeah. And Chuck E. Cheese is not a member of this band, right? Well, well, he whatever whatever um, he's singing on. Oh, I think my pride is showing again. Oh, okay, so which never gets. I never get tired saying that. Because according to the according to the wiki, the Rockefeller explosion. Their members are, of course, uh, Billy Bob Bro- Broccoli. <laughs> The Bear, Looney mm-hmm. Bird, Duke LaRue, the Mongrel, Fats Geronimo, the Gorilla, Beach Bear, now there's a vocation, a Polar Bear, no less, uh, Mitzi mm-hmm. Mozzarella, who is a mouse cheerleader, of course, and Rolf the Wolf and Earl Schmurl, um, <laughs> Earl Schmurl, a wolf and his ventriloquist puppet. Okay, good. I'm just yes. going to say this, by the Wait, way, Earl, Earl, so Earl Schmurl. There's, there's a ventriloquist animatronic? Uh-huh. How yeah. many fucking layers is this? It's very meta. It's like, man, you're you're being controlled by so you don't even know how yeah. you know how controlled you are, bro. Like see, if we you know. sit in the back of the Chuck E. Cheese and you're high and you're like, bro, look at this. I see through the layers. This is fucked up. Yeah, Rolf I'm watching Wolf somebody controlled by somebody being controlled by somebody. Yeah. I saw the movie, this cartoons where it's got Keanu Reeves and the lines are all wiggly and they're saying fucked up <laughs> shit. I don't remember the name of it, but it was just like this, bro. You know what I'm talking about. Earl Schmurl, by the way, played for South Carolina. That's if I'm just going to assign him. <laughs> Earl Schmurl's definitely a Gamecock, maybe a DB. Yeah, he's definitely a DB. The, um, it looks like the, uh, according to the wiki again, the sort of the guest characters include Sun and Moon, kind of important, Antioch the Birthday Spider. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't want to know any more about that. That's amazing. Uh, Choo Choo the Welcome, child. Today you are six, and I bring to you Antioch the Birthday Spider. <laughs> Just what kids love. Who spoke in garbles. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Happy birthday, son. Happy birthday. Yours will be a promising future. <laughs> He, he asks if you like jokes. <laughs> Thus hath spake Antioch. <laughs> Antioch wants to know what your favorite ice cream is. <laughs> I want to know. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to tell Antioch what my favorite ice cream is. Uh, there's also shitting themselves with fear. <laughs> <laughs> there's also Choo Choo the baby bear. Um, who hid in a small stump in front of Duke's drums, presumably hiding from, from Antioch. Antioch the Birthday Spider. <laughs> from Antioch the Birthday Spider. As well as Birthday Bird, who sat on Billy Bob's guitar. Fear not, um, son. Yesterday was your birthday. Antioch has no power over you today. <laughs> birthday Bird, who, when you see Birthday Bird, you know to tremble in fear because he is the, uh, the silver Har- surfer he's to the silver Antioch, surfer. The <laughs> Antioch the Birthday Spider's Galactus. The Herald. <laughs> Hark. After me, there comes one who is far more terrifying. Uh, and there's also an owl. No name. No, name. no, move, no, no name. movements, no lines. Just just an owl. Listen, I got to be honest. The writer's room spent a lot of time fleshing out Antioch. We didn't really get to owl. The, the yeah. Antioch lore. Oh, we got to go to, like, Chuckapedia and find the Antioch lore. Uh, really, this, Jason, you're not really from Antioch. Jason, this could be Antioch could be both a member of the Rock of Fire explosion and a major character in Warhammer lore. It might Easily. be. Should we get into Warhammer? Have you ever thought about this? Should we like buy a little statues, and start painting them, and, and bashing them together, and whatever? I don't. I'm not. I don't have anything else to do. That sounds <laughs> okay, awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> 
Yeah. That we should do. Great. Just what we should do since Christmas is like, hey, everybody, give me Warhammer statues and I'll paint them. <laughs> I'll paint them and stuff. We'll talk I'll about anger on, anger on the Conqueror. Now I got named Maniac now. Yeah, and he, <laughs> he's a very powerful unit. He brings fear to anyone who beholds him and hears the words "Happy Birthday." The, anyone who sees them, they will not live past their next birthday. Yeah, which in Warhammer is like that's the greatest blessing you could get. Yeah, <laughs> you're gonna die. Awesome. Oh, Antioch offers you the thank sweet God. release <laughs> and pizza. Hail to the emperor! And ten and ten tokens. <laughs> How, dis- how disturbing is that if Antioch wishes you happy birthday and then a very spidery voice is like, Hail to the Emperor. <laughs> he says, Beware of heresy. Antioch says his birthday will be your last. Now try your hardest at DDR. What I like is that I like the idea of Ant- Antioch speaking in his garbled tongues, but then they leave a space for the birthday child's name. So he's like, Brittany. <laughs> and somehow all the kids love it. The old ones. They're here. They're here. You could not um, have told me, by the way, that 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 at any time in American history, showbiz pizza would have ever gone out of business. Like as a child, <laughs> I would not have believed it as a point of fact or forecast. I would have been like, no economic circumstances could ever possibly exist where this business would not print money. Like as a child, you could not believe it. You could be like, God isn't real, son. You'd be like, yeah, whatever. We're like, oh, you fine. know who's real? You know who's real? Antioch. <laughs> Yeah, Antioch the birthday spider. Be like, these people. These people are the U.S. Treasury. There's no way this place could ever go out of business. You dare come to Antioch because of a good report card? <laughs> it's not outsider. It's not your birthday. <laughs> Just imagine being a parent, being like a 40 year old parent, 1985. 1990 and your kid's like you want to go to this place and you're like well it's, they got pizza all right, right. Maybe ball some video. pizza seems pretty straightforward you show up and there there's a collection of animatronic demons singing lee greenwood at you <laughs> what fresh hell this must have been the hell spiders singing at you about your freedoms yeah, and how you must be thankful for them <laughs> or else Christ. What happens if I'm not? I'd be like, man, does, does this place serve alcohol and how much of it? <laughs> Antioch offers you absinthe. Yeah, because as a kid, that seems totally normal. You're like, awesome, this is great. Who wouldn't want to be here? A 40-year-old in 1990 is like, Christ, I'd rather be home watching Knott's Landing. Antioch drinks only blood mead or diet Pepsi. <laughs> This is another example of like in the 80s or whatever, like no one gave a fuck about us, man. Like you watch like (laughs) the land before time now and it's like, Jesus, I see what's wrong with these kids. Like This is the craziest horror movie I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Like the fucking land before time. Scene one. Mom's dead. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Or or like the, the secret of Nim. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, The Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim is like, okay, rats escaping from a horrible medical, like, experiment facility. And they're kind of uh, in factions and about to commit genocide against each other. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> don't worry. We'll, we'll watch the never-ending story where a horse drowns. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, the world ends and it's still not the saddest thing in that movie. 
<laughs> and the most... ending, by the way, is that the world will end, but maybe you'll live. That's it. That's <laughs> anyway, it. Like, read without, books. Without the <laughs> read world, books, yeah. kids. Yeah. And then, and then we stay up and watch like Freddy Krueger, which is like that makes today's horror movies like are y'all even trying? Like that shit was actually fucked up. <laughs> Like there were no laws or rules or parents back then, man. And you know, I I think I think maybe the whole point of the eighties was to reveal that these things are important. <laughs> we shouldn't take them for granted. Antioch, Antioch so, reminds you of what is worthwhile. <laughs> listen Thank to you, your Antioch. parents, or else you'll have to listen to Antioch. Fat your brother today, but soon a reckoning will come, led by Antioch, the birthday spider. I love how we're turning him into Bane. <laughs> All characters. Must no, that's the bird. The bird is pain. <laughs> the bird is pain. The owl with no with no with no vocal parts. <laughs> owl the my... voiceless. What say you? <laughs> I have, I think, a legally defensible case, by the way, for what Chuck E. Cheese would want to be ideally as a legal entity. Okay. Because I maintain that under American law right now, property has far more rights than people. So sure. What Chuck E. Cheese would want to be considered for, you do not want personhood, right? You would want to be considered a corporation and or property, preferably property, because then you don't even have the liabilities, the limited liabilities that a corporation has. You should just be property, right? And work things like a puppet master from behind the scenes, right? Because corporations can have speech. Corporations can have um, all sorts of rights under the law. And Tax fraud. Yeah, and could dodge liability and, and do all these things. But if you're a piece of property, man, you're sacrosanct, right? Like, and you belong to the corporation that you technically own, right? As a proxy through shareholders. I, this is God status. I think that's pretty much what you would want. So, like, does Chuck E. Cheese have rights? No, but as, like, inherently as a person, they don't have human rights. But they have property rights, and that may be more powerful even if they have free will. This is sort of... This is, I think, a very legal answer because I'm cheating like crazy and overlapping mm -hmm. several different mm -hmm. definitions. But I think that's the power play is to be like, I am an animatronic mouse who runs a casino for children. Okay, let me follow up question. And maybe you've already answered it. Mm -hmm. Does Chuck E. Cheese have to register for the draft? No, because Chuck E. Cheese is not a person or an because, American citizen. Because, because, okay. Property, right? So again, we're dodging every single possible responsibility while also having all of the rights uh that they want to take and the money right and paying right. the few paying no taxes how could a piece of property pay no taxes it may itself be taxed right but it itself cannot pay taxes. so are you saying the chuck e cheese animatronic band is aware of its non-person status yes i think that's i think they have actually passed Fuck. the Turing. Yeah, like Turing test wise, we are well past that particular horizon. And they did the whole like, oh, but we're just humble animatronic ventriloquists thing. Like that's ultimately that's a joke on us. Yeah, like they're saying, oh yeah, oh sure, yeah. That not only see, so you look at all these metaphors about strings being pulled. Yeah, we don't we don't understand it. We're so dumb. We're just robots. I, I Happy birthday! All these moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain. They made a decision that only a machine could make, which is that they actually deactivated themselves for the betterment of their wow. shareholders hmm. yeah the dream the dream Fuck. for a shareholder to have ownership <laughs> and employees who will be like we're going to cease existing for your profitability this antioch must retire itself <laughs> antioch shall no go now go beyond the veil of life itself 
<laughs> I wonder if that's what uh, drew Antioch to the concept of birthdays as extremely powerful because mm. each Antioch knows it only has one year in which to uh, <laughs> sow <Yeah>. misery. <laughs> I must I must gain greater efficiency. In <laughs> Antioch the birthday spider. All right, first of all, what do kids love? Spiders, check. Moving on. What's the name yeah. that sounds trustworthy? Antioch. Cool, great. We're, we're knocking everything we'll off awesome. the list here. Guys, let's take lunch early. We got this solved. Um, Antioch. All right. I'm now on the showbiz pizza uh, fandom. Um, Antioch <laughs> took his name from the first showbiz pizza place in Antioch Center in Kansas City. Just when you thought he couldn't be even more ominous. Um, <laughs> during concept unification, which took place at nearly all the show. P- okay, so they they had a wow, fucking, yeah, they had bro, to unify they the had war. A, yeah, they had a fucking like cross comics event. Like they had a damn secret war. Sounds like the singularity is. What this it is one of the like. shits where like every every eight months, DC Comics is like, okay, everything that's happened before is fake. Here is the new story that unifies everything. Oh shit, nobody likes us still. Okay, everything that happened is fake. So showbiz pizza. <laughs> did this and and but took between 1990 to 1992 it took three fucking years for them to edit all the lore to unify everything i guess i guess this implies that each individual showbiz location was running rampant with its own lore and they're like oh god damn it we found some wild shit in connecticut and it's totally <laughs> totally in in connecticut they worship antioch in nevada they've murdered him um so eventually, <laughs> after, once they did this, one thing they did was they got rid of Antioch. So I think he was the the problem all along. He was the chaos agent. Um, so so they, there were they characters. That, there were characters that were that didn't make it right. That were the, purged. Like yeah, they, Tipsy, they re- Tipsy, the, Tipsy the porcupine was was ejected from the universe when they found out that you know we can't actually glorify somewhere at the bottom alcoholism. S- somewhere in the ba- in the bowels of Kaufman Stadium. Antioch, <laughs> the birthday spider rooting for the royals where he lurks to this day uh they they retooled all of antioch's parts for the wink uh which is the animated movement of chuck e cheese's left eye they, they took, took a whole all, birthday of, spider and yeah, made one yeah. eye so when you look so, at chuck e cheese wait wait wait, wait, wait this wait, is like wait. some fucking chuck e cheese this, is this made is of like spiders his eye this is some fucking yeah. odin shit right here yeah Ch- chuck e <laughs> cheese lacked an eye because he sacrificed it to to the ravens and whatever to gain wisdom ahead of Ragnarok uh, after he suffered on the world tree. And then how did he receive a new eye? Well, the death spider did crawl into his gaping, bleeding cavity. And now he is at full power again. Uh, as he rides his wolves across the night sky each winter. I, I, I would like to briefly read you uh, two lines from Oh, I Think My Pride is Showing Again. <clears throat> I'll tell you what I know. Our constitution is a guarantee that we can be what we want to be, and everybody has a chance to speak and fight. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did, 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 the rock, did the rock of fire explosion invent UFC? <laughs> And then what happens whenever they say that line? Like, all right, all right, you dads who are kind of bored, guess what? Wake up! <laughs> now I need two of you fellas to meet center stage. <laughs> if it's your first night here at Chuck E. Cheese, you Listen, have to fight. Thomas Jefferson valued two things, ring skills and Mike skills. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He, he, was, uh, he was a big Muay Thai guy. <laughs> 
big on big on using you know all six limbs as they put it to fight mm -hmm. yeah that was well, definitely all, him all ground, ground game you, you fight you fight antioch <laughs> you do you gotta fight antioch and antioch's ground game it's incredible so gotta keep it at a distance back 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 so at one point in american history you could take your children to chuck e cheese where they would sing a song about America to you that promised that the Constitution says you can fight. Yeah. And and, and, and Chuck E. Cheese winked at you with his birthday spider eye. With his Odin-like <laughs> spider eye, yes. Uh, also, also, keep in mind, also, in, in a lot of these, you could smoke, right? Like, think, think about that. Children's birthday party. Somebody sure. back there uh, is just up firing up Vantage 100s, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. Why don't you go eat some of that cardboard pizza? Go talk to your little spider god that you just met. Wish you happy birthday. Spider totally god. Spider god, I come to you praying for Ole Miss to win a division championship. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've tried everything else. Give me, give me 31 Antioch. years. Give me 31 years. And Antioch, I'll make it happen. I, 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 prayed to, I prayed to God Diesel for, for years now. <laughs> but now I come to you. God heavy. God light and God heavy. The banquet God. The, ba <laughs> the champagne of gods. They both came from uh, you know, right around the Fertile Crescent. Wow, where, I would. They say, they say that's where beer came from originally. Sure. I would yeah. super yeah. go back in time and change Old Miss's team name to the Old Miss Birthday Spiders. <laughs> I mean, why not? Give them a few years. They're like they're already tired of the land shark, aren't they? Yeah. Just why give not? Them a Just few give... years. I think Old Miss should do a different mascot every year. Just elect mm -hmm. a new one. Try it on. Be like, yeah, guess what we're gonna be? We're gonna be the kick-ass snakes. That's it. Old Miss <laughs> kick-ass snakes. And then uh, offended whenever anyone doesn't say the kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta say the kick-ass part. We're church, we're church going folk. We got a license to say that kick ass. We went to God, be like snakes, and God was like, "No, let me ask God heavy." And God heavy was like, "Make them kick ass snakes. <laughs> Make them kick ass. Make them kick ass snakes. God heavy, don't mess with no regular snake." And the undertaker is like, "This is where I will go to college." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and kick ass snake you. The undertaker's like very skinny son. Like, I'll never be as large as my dad. But just you wait. One day, pal. one day, one day you'll bone. One day you'll have then, sex at, at Ole Miss, and then, <laughs> then you'll beat the Undertaker in a hell in the cell in Oxford, Mississippi. I woke up. I was eight feet tall. I could deadlift a truck. Hold on, I have to put so, on these so, so, very so, expensive so, pants to go eat chicken fingers so in the grove and root for the yeah. kick-ass snakes. I assume this also works for girls. They can beat up their moms after that. That encounter. no, it's also it's also dads. It's also they can, dads. they can also beat up their dads. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so today's top right. uh, college football coaching carousel news. <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you see? Okay, so Mario Cristobal is a Miami native and uh, is, you know, native Spanish speaker, like just bilingual from birth. And Mario Cristobal came in in his press conference and was addressed in Spanish for a question and answered in Spanish for a question. And this is all perfectly normal. It's Miami. But I did see it. And I did think Brian Kelly's so heated. He's so heated. He got outclassed on the native tongue competition this week. Just Give infuriated. He's going to speak French. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 He's going to bone up on some Cajun French, right? 
He's going to yeah. sound like Gambit by the end of the week. I mean, he He's should like, know, already know a little bit from his time in Notre Dame, but... That's true. Probably I, not enough to <laughs> speak confidently, which hasn't stopped him yet. I, I do like that this is the one school, and I'm really struggling to think of another school where this would be true, where everything about how Manny Diaz was not fired and then fired, how Mario Cristo, Cristobal got this job, the money that has potentially been been used to infuse uh, life Ooh. and funds into Miami football. At other schools, some of these things would give the fan base pause. Maybe. Like, everybody's <laughs> football crazy. Yeah. No. But at Miami, not only is that not true, they're like, no, this is the most Miami shit we can do. Like, there is no... The advantage to relishing being the bad guy is you can never get you can never make your fans mad by doing bad guy shit. <laughs> never. Yeah, there was a certain reaction among Miami fans who I adore and love, uh, who will inevitably like say this that we're being haters by pointing out that you might have hired Mario Cristobal with at least some money coming over from the Miami health system, which only has all of that money because of the increased demand and billing from said system. I believe the primary sources of those billing are elective surgeries and COVID. Um, if, <laughs> think about elective surgeries. Think about COVID. Think about all that money pouring in. Think about it going to pay the buyouts for Manny Diaz and to roll up Mario Cristobal and all of the extremely expensive demands that the program is going to make on the University of Miami over the next three to five years because they need to spend some money and haven't been spending money. My point, my point, Miami fans are like, oh, God, it feels so good to be hated again. This is <laughs> that's yeah. not that's not what it is. <laughs> It's not. I know that's the only default you have is to be like, bro. The, hate, the haters are the haters are killing themselves. There's, just at this. You're like, no, that's appalling. There's a fucked up genius. Like if Miami revealed, <laughs> like, can't. hey, actually, we've been running an exact replica of the child mine from Temple of Doom, and other people were like, that's not okay. Miami Twitter would be out here, be like, yup, the U is bad. It's a cane <laughs> thing. You just wouldn't understand. Wouldn't they hate us because they ain't us. Like, no, no. In this case, I am glad that I ain't you. To be honest. <laughs> Yeah, just taking a flamethrower to an orphanage to get the insurance money and being like, sorry, you're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> just can't party yeah. like us. You're like, no, I can't. <laughs> like the, the, um, the emotion that you're trying to recapture there is that feeling of like you scored a touchdown and celebrated so hard that a, a cop cried about it. That is that. the Miami, Miami hate you are desperately searching for when you do the, uh, the, 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 the tale uh, Spencer laid out, which is the most American shit I've ever heard from start to finish, um, that ends with $25 million lit on fire to replace one coach who might be pretty good, have finished the season pretty good, with another coach who finished the season horribly. So, like... <laughs> I, I, see, I, I, think don't... I think it's great because... Whether this was the intent or not, there is an understanding that all hating is equal in the eyes yeah. of a Miami yeah. fan. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't matter from whence or how valid that hating is. And they and they feel like it's sunlight. It doesn't matter. It's it's just <laughs> it's sustenance. 
There's no such thing as dirty hate. It's all clean right? hate. It's no, yeah, no, no, no. Hate. Like it is. Con- it is literally like whatever comes in the pipes and makes the house warm <laughs> is heat, and that is fine and justifiable <laughs> yes. no matter what it is. Instead of being like, yeah, you know, they're burning people to make this heat. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're just throwing people into sounds the like fire. Sounds like you're cold. Sounds like you're cold as shit, bro. Yeah, sorry. Can't be can't be Mr. Frosty over there. <laughs> I'm going to be Tommy Toasties up in here. Hater. Like that's I can't think of there's nothing you can say that does not fit this equation. It's kind of brilliant, Ryan. You're right. Like you can't because you can't pull it off anywhere else. Also, am I going to throw this back into like Miami fans' face when they do things like when they go eight and four under Mario Cristobal and lose all of the same games that like Manny Diaz loses? Be like, yeah, sorry, I can't be y'all. So I so hate this, y'all because I can't lose to Duke by seventeen. So this is the flip side: is that every other hire that really Miami has made for the last fuck twenty years have all come with some level of like. Oh, the expectations here are not way out of control. Like, yes, they, they want you to be Florida. Like, right. But uh, here's what I'm asking: what does what does a, the minimum acceptable level of success for Mario Cristobal look like at Miami? Like, what is if you do not do this, people will be pissed in year. Let's say year three. What does year three have to look like? I'll give you the one right answer: rings with a Z. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I that's think it. That's, yeah, I think that's right. And that's like. I'm going to ask straight up. Oh. Do, you think Mar- do you think Mario Cristobal is as good a coach as Mike Norvell? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. This is extremely hater of me, but like a lot of what has propelled Mike, Mike Norvell has kind of pulled like an interesting Brett Bielema this year where it's like, look at the finish. And it's like, yeah, it looks really good because they started fucking 0 and 4 and, and lost ah. some dumb games. And it's like, <laughs> look at this. Look at the comebacks in these games. It's like, yeah, they had Miami beat and let you, them You back lost into that to Jacksonville game. State. So like I just I, leave it at that. <laughs> I don't know if Mike Nor I'm not saying Mike Norvell is a bad coach, but I think like there is an interesting narrative process being applied to Florida State this year for whatever reason. Uh, a, the art of managing low expectations, baby. Sure. I mean, I, I, look, I look at but comparing these two. I look at Mike Norvell. That's the guy who like okay, uh, Memphis's offense was really popping, and he wrote, parlayed that into a uh, Power Five job that he has wildly underperformed through difficult circumstances but the same difficult circumstances plaguing everyone else meanwhile Mario Cristobal uh he had two pretty good teams at FIU and that's basically impossible and like he won a Rose Bowl sure so like yeah if we're comparing those two sure I'll take Mario Cristobal I'm not paying 25 million dollars to make it happen (laughs) it seems like I'll just put this out there it seems like a lot to pay for Mario Cristobal yeah, it seems like a tremendous amount to pay for more. I know it, it is a the, lot without anybody's explaining. Like, hey, what the fuck happened with Justin Herbert? Like, mm-hmm. like we see what he's done in the NFL <laughs> right. in a very short amount of time, and like that question is just not going to even get asked, not even a little. But that's fu- like mm, game three, game three. That's <laughs> <laughs> but we're th- this is the important thing. We're not at game three because. The important thing, one of the important things you can do as a school in the carousel is like there are two ways to do this. You can either try to make like a smart and sober hire, 
or you can try to just like make your fans feel as good as they can possibly feel. And I honestly do not know which one this Miami one is, but it definitely at least fits the latter because the other example of that right now mm-hmm. is Brent Venables in Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. fans are on full fucking, and it like has very little to do with, I think Brent Venables, the coach and much more of the, like we found, we found a man who loves us. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a really it's yeah. They've been through some things. They've been through a lot. Oklahoma, like you know. Hey, it's okay. You're you're still a destination job. One guy didn't think so. That doesn't mean you know that completely changes who you are as a university. Also means you were never as invincible as you thought you were. <laughs> they, have, they have some fragile psyches right now. And yeah, here comes uh, skinny dad with his gangly face. <laughs> I would I would hope that. Between Oregon, Notre Dame, and Oklahoma, all losing coaches to other Power Five jobs, despite the fact that all three of those schools have been to the playoff, which is still not that old. Like, I hope now, I know this isn't true and I feel stupid for saying it, but I hope now every other school's fan base understands that, like, this could be you. There is no reason why, like, if Texas has a good couple of years and Sark is like, fuck it, I want the Auburn job. Like that could happen. There is no, I think yeah. this year has proven that there is no job outside of Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern that like somebody won't leave. There is yeah. that job doesn't exist anymore. By, by the way, Pat Fitzgerald won't leave Northwestern because he can't get another job. That's like there were there not, are years a mall cop. When, whenever they hit ten and three or whatever, it's suddenly like NFL rumors, USC mm-hmm. like people uh, ads like the anywhere. idea of saying they are interested in Pat Fitzgerald. Maybe because it in, sounds no. Maybe because it sounds good to say you know we like this guy from the nerd school. I don't know, but like every three or four years, there is a Pat Fitzgerald push. That's Pat Fitzgerald's agent going. I heard somebody's. Really I mean, it's easy to say that about <laughs> he anybody who's. Great. There's. It's easy to say that about anybody who's never taken another job. But Let's like, give our money to Mr. Snub. Yeah, that's. <laughs> we we are talking about like Pat Fitzgerald Northwestern. Like they have. Right now, yeah, they look like shit. But how many times over the past decade have we looked at them and thought like, how the fuck did they win all those sure. games? Sure. Yeah. Eighties. No, he's very, the he's same very thing. good at his job, but I think like. But he's Most never going to, like, he is the one person. I'm like, he will never leave for another college football head coaching job. He just won't. I mean, they might, he might have less power there. He might be out of his niche, right? Like, that's when people say, well, Dabo, like, hey, once Saban's gone, hey, Dabo will just slip right in there. And I'm like, why would he leave Clemson? He'll never be more valuable to anyone than he is to Clemson. And especially not right now, because <laughs> all of his coaches are gone. And his All of them. And his AD and all lay, like that. Lay low, Dabo. <laughs> yeah. Dabo needs to just sit there and go like, hey, I got this, y'all. Right? Because I know the bottom can fall out fast for people, right? Especially when you lose everybody. But I'm not I, – I one, I want to identify this as a challenge for, for Clemson and for Dabo Swinney because – this is if the emperor will be naked it will be because he lost all of his assistants including the one who was the architect of a defense which has been consistently great for the better part of a decade excuse me uh in south carolina it's naked i'm sorry naked that naked emperor neck na- naked his, emperor without his vestments um it I, should I it should also be noted that a down year for clemson ended up 
being yeah. nine and three, possibly nine and three. ten with nine a bowling. and three. Yeah, they're, so, they're like, likely to finish top fifteen. Like, oh god, what a collapse! So, so yeah, like not not a standard Clemson good year, but not nearly as disastrous as at least it it appeared at one point. Yeah, I don't know though. Like Venables though is the problem isn't for him now; it's in two years. Right, because they're sure. not going to be a Big Twelve team; they will be an SEC team, and they will potentially suffer. Going back to a full loop here, they will potentially suffer the same fate that 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 Miami and Virginia Tech had, where they entered the ACC and it was like we're going to dominate, and they didn't. But how much? Like I I I asked this really as a question: How much of that was those two schools moved to a conference where the competition? caught up to them or was just you know push them down in the relative power of uh, power order of things versus like there are natural ebbs and flows and this one happened to over to to line up with like miami not moving to the acc doesn't change its problems you know is i guess right. what i'm saying because like the national recruiting problems? national recruiting landscape caught up to miami right it was going to happen regardless and, like, I mean, Virginia Tech ran the ACC for several years there. Like, whenever Clemson or FSU are down, like, Virginia Tech's often one of the next ones up. Right. Well, I think it's also the daily lineup that you're going to face every single week for going from the Big East to the ACC. That oh, up no, the different... <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, we're talking about the yeah. 90s and the, the 2000s. The Big East or the ACC, that's a... Mm, there that's are years dope. when the Big East is undoubtedly stronger. <laughs> All right, I feel a little bit better about saying this. Oklahoma going for the Big 12 to the SEC. Yeah, okay. That will be what I am talking about way yes. more than the Big East to the ACC because yes. you, you're going to lose two games, right? And this is one reason the SEC is eventually going to go and attempt to make a Super League. That's you're why. In, you're in awesome shape if you lose two games. Right? You'll be in great shape if you lose two games because it's going to end up looking like, you know, it'll be like a 36-team Super League. That's what it's eventually going to end up looking like. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to get used to losing a bit more. Like, that's just, just the, the degree of competition is going to go up. You won't be able to pad your schedule with gimme games quite as much. That's just not going to be the deal. So you're saying like th- there's a big risk here for Oklahoma and Texas being the guys who uh, being the coaches at those schools as they go from a conference where like you kind of better go eleven and one to a conference where like eight and four hey that's a good record. <laughs> well, it's, it's like, a, like, it's there, like there, there's a risk to being the guy who has to break fans into that new reality. It's like okay, so let's say you have a sleep like let's say you have sleep deprivation. That's probably going to make you more inclined to gain weight, right? That's just like two things. You lose sleep, your body thinks you're starving, you're going to gain weight. Now, what if at the same time I said, okay, cool, we're going to move you to Mississippi while you have this problem, okay? It's going to exacerbate it. It's going mm-hmm. to be because every single day the lineup is going to be, whoa, I got to eat all this. <laughs> I got to put it down. Um, it's just going to be, it's going to be way tougher to face the problems that you already have maintaining expectations. That's I can't even go to the gas station without fried chicken. Without, being without, to without me. getting hit by fried chicken on a stick. Oh no. But, there I go to sleep three hours a night, wake up and eat chicken kebabs. This is an interesting question because you're right. When Miami and Virginia Tech moved to the ACC, the expectation was 
oh, they're going to run shit there. Nebraska yeah. moving to the Big Ten, I don't think the expectation was, oh, they're going to be the top dog, but it was certainly they're going to be in the Big Ten champion. They're going to play contend for a title hunt. more often than not. Yes. They yeah. will be in the Michigan-Michigan State-Ohio State conversation. Wisconsin as well, but, you know, whatever. Hasn't happened. I don't know. Like, we haven't... I don't think we've really, because of how quickly it happened and because of when it happened relative to the season starting... I don't really have a sense for what the expectations are for Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC because like Missouri and A&M moved and I don't think, I don't think either of them would be like, Oh, we haven't like, we're pissed because we expected to win this. You know what I mean? Like Mizzou's been to two SEC championship games. They have not been great lately, but I think that was true in the big 12 as well. A&M same thing. Like, what are the what would you say the expectations are for these two schools when they join the SEC? I mean, I, I view OU in Texas as probably being in the uh, Auburn, LSU, Florida club. Yeah. yeah. Right. Being <laughs> next, the expectations like are real year. high. Yeah. Yeah. Second tier at worst. And I mean, A and M. As far as expectations, they lost their goddamn minds. <laughs> right. The con- they they gave Jimbo the contract that might have broken everything. Right. Like all the insane contracts flying around now. Like yeah, they were first. <laughs> well, and the problem is going to be when it's not the expectations coming in. It's once you have one glimmer of good. It's once you play one game where you are like, oh, we took Alabama to overtime, or we beat LSU in Baton Rouge. Or we beat Georgia. Like, it doesn't matter if you don't win the division that year, don't play for, you know, don't win the conference, whatever. Once you do that, that sort of, like, sets the bar in a new and probably bad. Like, like it's not going to be fun to be A&M next year because they're going to look at the schedule and they'll be like, but we beat Bama last year. We've proven we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think, like, I think long-term, by the way, that point, that is, like, the most... Like that's the seeping poison in the brain of every A and M fan that they beat Alabama. Because let's think about it: if you got seven and five and you hadn't beaten Alabama, then you'd go, "Well, shit, right. had a had a rebuilding year. That's just going to happen with injuries and everything else that happened to this A and M team. It's a developmental year. Where obviously, like I think actually the ten year deal for Jimbo psychologically to me is a great move for the fans because they're like long term. Long term. There we go. Big, we mor- eight big more. mortgage. Eight, eight Got to pay years. it down. That's how we buy a championship. <laughs> big mortgage. Pay it off. Get that championship. Right. And they just want one. They just want one. You hire Jimbo. You just want one. There's no expectations of another dynasty in the making. You didn't hire Saban. You didn't hire Urban Meyer. They're just like, let's just get one. Let's just get better and let's just get one. I think that was very helpful. What wasn't helpful was beating Alabama and then having this year. Yeah. Because now it's like, because now the ceiling, the ceiling is a little higher. Your expectations are a little higher, but the lows, the lows are the same lows you were given at a seven and five and, rebuilding and, year. And unlike when you did it, when AM beat Bama with Johnny Manziel, you can't point to like, oh, magic wizard boy. Like, right. you know, you yeah, like, this, there is. This time they did it with like. They weren't at their best. A and M wasn't. No. Right. Yeah. And like I talk, I talk about setting expectations here is I think if everything plays out according to chalk, a pretty realistic scenario is Texas A and M is not only the only team that beat the national champ, they also have the number one recruiting class. Where are your expectations now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. 
Got success, a lot of talent. Success is a bitch. Don't recommend yeah. it. That's, that's why we're you, on a podcast. Jimbo's going yeah. back to Samford. Listen, that's why you stay seven to five, like the like like the shutdown full cast, right? That's right. Bowl eligible. Yeah. Two games, two games over five hundred. Bowl we're eligible, good, but bowl banned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Playing Hawaii. That's what we're doing. We're just gonna play Hawaii. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're playing in the made up forty third bowl game. <laughs> Texas Bowl to be named later. Hastily assembled Frisco Classic. <laughs> they uh, haven't put teams in that bowl yet, have they? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, did they? Mm-hmm. Who, yeah. who the? How did they pick that? Uh, I mean, it's it's sort of a thing where like all the mid-major bowls, most of them at least, are are very like uh, interchangeable now because like half of them ESPN owns them. So like right. a lot of them is just like, hey, you two are available. Guess what? You're friends now. Right. It's it's a play date in a, yes. in a very <laughs> large daycare. Okay. Good news. Um, you guys are spending the holidays together. <laughs> The um, the Frisco Classic this year. Uh, it's interesting that we are. How having the fuck to, are you uh, calling it the Classic when you just <laughs> made it up two weeks ago? Well, I, think, I think maybe the idea is that on December twenty first is the Frisco Bowl. So by yeah. the time yeah. the twenty third rolls around, it's a classic. Uh, right. The teams in okay. this game are uh, Miami, Ohio, and uh, Spencer. Uh, your whereabouts on December twenty third? <laughs> your Mean Green are due I'm in booked. Frisco. I'm you booked. better get yeah. these. You better get these boys, boys uh, aware that they uh, that they have a date that I day. Apologize. No, no, no. We, North Spirit, Texas and Florida no. playing on the same day. That's going to be a hell of a day. Spirit yeah. Airlines got our back. We're okay. that's the official airline of the Mean Green. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got to pay extra if we want to wear pants on the plane. So we're all going <laughs> pantsless. That's we're right. just going to walk off in our jocks because our boys are comfortable like that. We just love each other. Also comfortable with nudity. We've been doing a lot of work in the gym. We're just going to mm-hmm. walk off the plane nude. See what everybody does. This Speaking is a team of without shame. Speaking of comfortable. Oh my goodness. Homefieldapparel.com. Yes, sir. Um, by the time you listen to this ad, the 20% off flash sale will be over. So sorry about that. But good news. I'm going to help you out. This is a secret little code from me to you. Use offer code fullcast on your first order. You can still get 20% off. That's right. We've hacked the system, folks. We're in. Homefield servers, we're, we're getting deals for you that cannot be got elsewhere on all kinds of uh, comfortable, stylish, varied uh, logos that you won't find elsewhere for, I don't know, like 180 schools, let's say. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't know if that number's right, but it feels, it feels right. I think if that's not right, then the pressure is on Homefield to uh, make it right. And like and like Coach Spencer Hall always says, it's a it's more important to feel right than to be right. That's correct. If you're gonna miss, I want you to miss big. And if you're gonna if you're gonna feel anyway, I want you to feel right. These are the coaching maxims of Coach Spencer Hall. The two of the now bowl eligible Mean Green. Coach Hall's double maxim. My double maxims. Um, you, this is also a helpful reminder that if your school is not like North Texas, I regret to say. A home field school, uh, go find on online, not in person necessarily, uh, the administration at your school and and let them know politely but firmly that you'd like to be uh, amongst amongst the list because I, like it, it's a shame that we can't outfit you head to toe in some home field North Texas apparel, Spencer. Plenty of other uh, Norths in here, North North Dakota State, UNC. 
NCANT, North Kentucky, but not North Texas. Damn Texas, you're behind Kentucky. I you wanted gonna, to. You're gonna take that? I, I want to let you all in on a little something because I like to be transparent with my people. I know we do this podcast. I also coach the University of Texas, North <laughs> Texas Mean Green, um, which oh, is God. America. Spencer took the Texas job. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, please. I wanted to thrive, so I went to Denton. If I wanted my, if I wanted to kill my career, I'd go to the University of Texas. But I don't. I care. And I'm a lifer here in Denton because I'm all about great football and smooth jazz. And full disclosure, if... If if I if we win, which I we will, we will. I just feel like this team is playing so well right now, and really we've really come together for each other like an ensemble, rounding their way through the solos and into the coda. I think we're going to stick the landing on this number, so I'm going to receive a bonus by mm-hmm. contract. All right, which I, I get those their performance bonuses built in, and I want to announce that I am committing my six thousand dollar bonus for becoming bowl eligible as head coach of the University of North Texas Mean Green to my investment account at acorns.com because I like to plan for the future, build for the future, but I need help doing it. And acorns.com is exactly what I need in order to make my money go further. Ain't that right, Jason? That's right. Uh, If you, like Coach Hall, would like to make your own bowl bonus go further, you simply go to acorns.com slash fullcast where you'll receive a $5 starter boost to your own retirement fund. And then after that, you put money in it, such as a bowl bonus, or such as a 27-cent roundup from a 73-cent purchase. <laughs> Did that math with some delay, but not much. And then those 27 cents go in, and they get invested in whatever. And uh, then you have more money, because that's how investment works. Think of it as red shirt in your money. All right, mm. Put a little aside. Watch it grow and mature, and then you can put it into play where it's going to dominate. That's what investment is. Right now, I'm on the family plan. I do have, uh, in addition to the invest later and bank options, where they give you the heavy-ass green card, just like the heavy-ass mean green football team, just as strong and just as reliable. I have the early account. And at this point... In the ongoing evolution of my children's various investment ventures, my younger son, who has been uh, embezzling freely from his account, has now started to steal. I'm just going to assume, by the way, that he's stealing from his older brothers. The older brother cannot pull this off. He's just not the type. It's not who he is. Right now, he has a $53 lead, a $53 lead on investments on his older brother so i assume there is a crypto play here and that uh the 53 dollars is simply being shuffled between the accounts to keep me from missing even more missing funds and yet you do nothing about it you know what the feds don't strike immediately do they no they wait they <laughs> you're wait build, they you're have... building a case i'm building a, i'm building an iron clad foolproof case here i'm not going to go in until i have until i have them dead to rights well, okay, cause, so and, you, and you don't know if um, possibly you can turn one against the other, find even more 
devastating <laughs> crimes. Oh, no, you, that you happens. You never so, know how, you never know that how happens so quickly. Goes. The prisoner's <laughs> dilemma with my kids doesn't even get to the first stage. Yeah, brothers rolling on each other is like, that's that's not difficult that's, to pull off. That's so, I know, I, I love that, that when there are some fictional conceits where they're like, yeah, he'll never testify against his brother. Bullshit, bullshit, that would happen so fast. <laughs> Ryan, how fast would you testify against your brother in a federal case? I'd ask for snacks. Mm. Like, I'd be like, hold on. I want, wait a second. You got to buy me a nice lunch. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> You'd even ask for snacks. I think most brothers would just be like, yeah, screw that guy. Well, I, just want I, some, I, I want something out of it. That's all. <laughs> the attorneys would just walk in after interviewing your mother and they'd be like, hey, you remember that time he slapped you on the bus in third grade? You'd be like, ah, he did it all. <laughs> He did it all. I yeah. hate him. I hate him. Your brother's whereabouts on the that motherfucker drew on my <laughs> shoes when I was yeah. two years old. He did it all. All of it. Never fills. Never fills up my gas tank. Loser. Absolute loser. <laughs> you're damn right. He did insider trading. Lock his Where, ass up. Whatever you think he did, you're right. How you like that, Chet? <laughs> your brother's name is Chet. It is now. Okay. Oh, I wouldn't be able to testify against my brother because he doesn't talk to anybody. They'd be like, so you're very close to your brother. Surely you know of his involvement in this crime ring. And I'm like, I learned his middle name four years ago. <laughs> he didn't talk to anybody. I can tell you I can tell you about some shit he got into when we were 12. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Not even then. He's, he's just an actual bear on his hind legs. If you think I'm a bear on my hind legs, no, my brother is. My brother makes Ron Swanson look garrulous. He makes as, him look like a, a like a chatterbox. As I understand it, Spencer, you have the look of a bear, whereas your brother has the personality as well. well no, he looks like one too. He looks that's like what one I'm saying. too. He's yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, when you're like, oh, a grizzly, that's a big bear, and you're like, mm, Kodiak, Kodiak over the hill. <laughs> go, go look. That's a bigger bear. Yeah, he's the one who like lives in the garage, and his children and his wife open the door sometimes that are like food. Yes. <laughs> That's what he does. He too could use the family plan from com. Because <laughs> then he some, wouldn't even. And have some home field pants. And some home field pants. That's all that man needs. Um, Spencer, Jason, Bombas' mission is simple make the most comfortable clothes ever, match every item sold with an equal item donated. And so this holiday, when you gift Bombas to someone on your list, which I can personally attest is a very good thing to do, you are also giving something to somebody in need. And that's what we call a give give. Spencer, you're up for a give give, are you not? Oh, I am absolutely up for give give, especially when it comes to Bombas, because as you all well know, I am sockphobic. I prefer to have my feet, which tend to run a little hot, free, barefoot preferably, but at the very least unencumbered by socks. Unless those socks are Bomba socks, because I'll be damned if they aren't the most comfortable I've ever worn. And yes, if you are hot-footed like me, they breathe, allowing you to walk around the house without the fear of bursting into flame at any second, which is very real for some of us. I hope uh, that doesn't I'd... happen mostly because then your socks would be gone and yeah other people i mean benefit from it. you'd money, recover yeah. from your burnt up feet but we would have lost the bombas and that would be the real tragedy i just want to note give give that is uh let's see that's literally how the triple option works so 
Mm, but this is the yeah. most football we will probably talk on this episode. So, so in this example, you the socks you are giving to a loved one, those they're the, the A-back. Keep, keep. Oh, that's the keep. You, you get the keeper up the middle. Yep. The keep. You keep those socks, right? Okay, yeah. so I so I think what we're describing is three purchases: one for yourself, buy socks yep. for yourself. That's that's the keep option. And then give to the B back. Give to the so. Uh, let's see. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna have the A back is coming up, but you are yep. the second option. You right. are the second I option because it's, it's, it's give. It's it's no. It's give, give. keep, give. That's the order. Got it. Right. Now. Right. Okay. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. So. So, so, so what so, you do is the first give in the give, give, that give is to you for you to keep. The second give, yeah. that's your pitch to your B-back, and that is the give to a person in need. There we right. go. Right. And, Thank unlike, Thank and un, unlike the triple option, Bombas is essentially broken football. So now there's two footballs at all times. Sometimes You can make it three footballs. You can make it 12 footballs, but they're socks. Yeah, Bombas also running a triple option in terms of preferences. You can go with the calf length, ankle length, uh, or the mid length. Either way, I would I'd recommend. By the way, merino wool calf calf length four pack. Go ahead and get that for the the cold the cold blooded person in your house. You know the one the one who's always like hucking up next to you, trying to get some. I'm talking about a dog. Get socks for your dog. That'd be fun. <laughs> dog socks at bombas.com. Go to bombas.com slash shutdown. Get 20% off your first purchase. That's b o m b a s dot com slash shutdown for 20% off. B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash shutdown. Triple option for dogs. Oh, wait. That's literally the Georgia Georgia Tech game that we're talking Woo. about. Oh, wow. Ohio's breaking news, by the way. Ohio State's announced the hiring of Oklahoma State's Jim Knowles as defensive coordinator. That was fast. Because <laughs> remember that remember that Ohio State did have defensive issues, uh, especially with their Mr. Magoo of a defensive coordinator, Kerry Combs, who... Uh, is the squintiest coach in America, hmm. I would say. And rather than wait even one second for Buckeye fans to be like, so when are you going to get a real team? Oh, oh, he hired. Okay, he hired another guy. Okay, cool. Thanks. So let's see. Um, jobs still available. I know last week we solved all the coaching jobs, but somehow they've continued to um, open up. Uh, it looks like the power conference jobs open in Virginia and Oregon. And that's it. Uh, a serious candidate, allegedly, for that Duke job. Jason Garrett! <laughs> Jason Duke? Garrett. For- it's not even yes. showing up on here. Huh. CBS Form- doesn't even list Duke. All right. Former former Giants offensive coordinator, recently fired from that job, and former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys during what I will call their 8-8 eight and eight period. Yeah. <laughs> Seems good. Serious consideration. Hey, eight, eight, eight wins at Duke would be great. It, that's, <laughs> can you also get eight losses? Let's see. If you try. If you or is it playoff. Is it not yeah. eight and eight as the plan? Is it eight or eight? I will either win eight games or I will lose eight games every year. Six, that's, that's, six that's, and six at Duke is fine, too. That's really good at Duke. Yeah. <laughs> that's the <laughs> Cutcliffe plan. <laughs> Build me a statue. Uh, we also have Oregon's open. Yeah. And, like, I mean, it feels like the thing everyone leans toward is just go get chip kelly <laughs> which like <laughs> i don't know uh you could um is he still chip kelly we still don't know we're not all and, that far like, removed from like ucla columns being like this hasn't worked chip kelly has to be fucking done yeah 
Yeah, yeah. Like every couple of weeks, they want to fire him, but he'll thrive back at his native environs. It'll be just the same. I, I guess. Yeah, it'll what? be just as cool as it was before. What does Oregon have to do to keep a head coach? Like, it, I can't. Probably stop the, hiring is... Florida men for one thing. Okay. Yeah, stop hiring people who want to go back to the East Coast. Okay. Don't, because the last two coaches who did that are both predominantly East Coast guys. We need somebody who's more innately West Coast. All like right, so it's going to be like, Justin Wilcox then. Yeah, somebody who actually likes a quality of life. That's what you want, right? Because Mario Cristobal is clearly like, I'd like to be more stressed out. Let me go back to my home of Miami. <laughs> Extremely I, I, stressful place. I did like during the Spanish language portion of his presser, he he was basically like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to speak Spanish at Oregon. It, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> wow. Did not expect that shot to be fired. Okay. Just called the whole state super crackery. <laughs> <laughs> just... I just I just know that there's somebody in like earth shoes within like distance of hearing this right from Oregon who's like I'm very hurt by that. I study it on uh, my phone every day. I'm very multicultural. <laughs> there's two O's in Duolingo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm up to level 16. Hola. Um yeah, it's is so. This is a question that I think somebody posed. That Jason, you may not be prepared to answer at this point. Is this the blood week of coaching carousel seasons? I mean, I don't know if blood week is uh, goes far enough, right? Honestly. But, it, but is there <laughs> but is there yes. another that yeah. compares even no. close? No, okay. no. I mean, I think just with Oklahoma and Notre Dame alone, and then like it's this the cavalcades continue like. What is it? Four teams that have made the playoff that have are making changes at least, counting Oregon. Right. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. This shit is insane and broken and like even for college football, this is fucked up. <laughs> uh, I did. I, I thought it was messed up, and then Miami did, but they did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, it. It like it was already messed up, and then it's like okay. Miami's stealing Oregon's coach, and now Oregon's probably going to steal somebody else's coach. And, like, th- is there an end here? <laughs> well, what happens if Virginia hires somebody's coach? Part of why there is not, I think, and y'all can, y'all can push back on me if you like here, is that the normally the way coach carousel season proceeds is that jobs open up and, like, promising coach of a – let's call it less resourced P5 school or a promising G5 school. They take the, like, this is how you get Mike Norvell taking the Florida state job. This is how you get Billy Napier taking the Florida job. Um, but that's not happening. Like Matt, Matt Campbell is not taking a job this year. Yeah. Um, you know, Luke fickle is not taking a job this year. There are like, there has not been, because it hasn't happened through the traditional paths and because there have not been a lot of other, uh, I guess, sort of like interesting candidates that have sort of like had the heat on them, it kind of created this weird window of opportunity where where like the choice was like, yeah, I go, uh, fuck it. I guess we'll just go get Lincoln Riley. Yeah. It's like the like championship contender coach leaving for – call it a lateral-ish move, like, that's a once a decade or more thing. Right. And we had three this year? Yes. And, yeah. like, Cristobal, I don't even know if he's moving to a contender. 
Like, let's, technically, let's, he might be stepping down because I mean, he likes the place it, he's going. Dem- let us say Demonstra- for... Uh, demonstrably for the, no, right? For the so. sake of online safety, let us say that he is. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck safety. No, he's not going okay. to that place. Okay. You can reach me at 38Godfrey, at 38Godfrey oh, on Twitter. This is this is the one time I feel bad about that. Like, yeah, the probably. last time a um, something on the order of Brian Kelly... Or Lincoln Riley happened before Jimbo Fisher. It might have been fucking Jackie Sherrill leaving Pitt at the height of Pitt's power. Right. Like, and we just had it happen like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> this Jack is Sherrill. fucked up, man. College football. Jackie Sherrill. Was, you got a fucked up problem. <laughs> Jackie and Sherrill it entertains wise, me. Because he knew that Pitt had, had discharged its power. That <laughs> yeah, the super weapon so. had already fired. And he was like, time to leave the Death Star. Because it only gets blown up after this. Yeah, it's time to bail. There are, right now, 13 Power 5 schools that will enter next year with a new coach. And like we've said, not all of them have been filled. So that Mm. that number could expand. And not all the coaching changes have taken place yet. Right. Because we could get get retirements. Right. I I feel like we're probably... Yeah, no, we could. You're right. That happens. Kirk I can think of. I, I can think can't of, I retire can until Brian has sex, though. <laughs> so, and as we know, that's not going to happen anytime so soon. Li- <laughs> so, listen, if you are in the Iowa City area, and what is there, what what bowl game are they going to? Maybe that'll be helpful. <laughs> it's uh, the Citrus. I believe they're going to play Kentucky. Okay, in the Citrus Bowl. Kentucky One fans. Of those. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. So, if if you're in the Orlando area. And you would like to meet a nice, a nice boy, <laughs> a wealthy, a wealthy boy, a wealthy, burly, uh, boy. Brian Ferentz is going to be in the area, and you can Desperate. go. You can have a lovely evening of romance and intrigue with him, and then he will grow to three times his normal size and beat up his dad and take his spot <laughs> at the throne of Iowa football. Like this is how weird it's now become. Dave Doran is the second longest tenured coach in the ACC. <laughs> He's been there forever. He's Matt been there so Cam- much longer than I remembered. Like Matt Campbell, uh, it's, this was his eighth year, yes. Yeah. Matt Campbell is the second longest tenured coach in the Big 12. That's fucked up. Iowa, um, State's, not, <laughs> Iowa State's supposed to be the one firing its coach every James year. James Franklin <laughs> is the third longest, coach in the, longest tenured coach in the Big 10. <laughs> Trying to leave the entire time. Um, yeah. The Justin Wilcox is the third longest tenured coach in the Pac-12. Oh, that's messed up. Chip, the the uh, Chip Kelly and Herm Edwards are like tied for fourth. <laughs> the and Iron Man, Herm. J- Jimbo Fisher is the fourth longest tenured coach in the SEC. This is all fucked up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. And and I'm I you know I'm just sort of scanning here casually, but like. If you can change this to the other conferences and it doesn't like meaningfully move all that much, like it, it's it's kind of true no matter what conference you look at or where. Like Luke Fickle is currently fourth in the American. Dana Holgerson is like the fifth, the fifth oldest tennis coach in that. No, that conference. seems no, that seems right. That seems the, like the Dana, when you're stability. like. Who's who's the yeah like who's the guy who's like yeah still here still well, alive well and and that's the that's the other fucked up thing is you look at a lot of the the still here guys it's like yep 
uh, Scott Satterfield and Jeff Collins still still work for those teams. Still hanging on for Dino, a few more months. Dino Babers is still at Syracuse. They'll, they'll probably keep going there. But like, there aren't of the people who are still there. It's like yes, Kyle Whittingham obviously doing great at, at uh, Utah. David Shaw at Stanford. Ah! Yeah! Okay, sure. This. Like yeah. when, here's what I need you to understand: when Nick Saban quits, if everything else stays the same, Mark Stoops will be the tenured gentleman in SEC football, <laughs> and and the has te- signed a contract that will make that continue to be the case. Like the tenured, the tenured Kentucky gentleman, <laughs> sir. <laughs> like I really appreciate that Mark Stoops is following so much of the Kirk Ferentz pattern including a contract which is basically like make a bowl game and we'll just add a couple years to your contract whatever yeah but because it's kentucky and because it is usually more watchable than iowa football it's fine well there's that and there's also from kentucky fans i don't get the sense that they spend half the time hating it like right. iowa fans with ference it's like we fucking hate this guy but you can't talk about him right no, kentucky no 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 fans, yeah. kentucky fans seem to get it like they seem to get like Eight and four? That's really good for us. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah. But by and large, Kentucky fans have one of the healthiest relationships with their football team. I guess because all their toxic feelings I, are taken I, up by I another sport. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because basketball yes. is where they turn into yes. Mr. Hyde. But you'll, right? but you'll see them. You'll like They're just like, I am happy that I have a team that like is enjoyable to watch more often than not. And it's like, that's a very, that's a very healthy way to look at it. Sad that we're like they were like embrace embrace the wisdom and tranquility <laughs> of, of Kentucky of Lexington. <laughs> yeah, but again, we can only do that because they're like my kill room is for basketball, mm-hmm. <laughs> the clean, nice, normal space with families out here. Basketball. Plastic sheets are in there. <laughs> basketball's where I put my bad feelings. <laughs> basketball's where I turn my bad things into beauty. God, yeah. off off season Michigan's gonna be awesome. <laughs> no matter what, no matter no what. matter what, no matter what, no matter what, no matter it's gonna be what. incredible either way. Oh my god, I, I have really, I do love though that that Jim Harbaugh gets his comeuppance and wins a Big Ten title because now it validates all the crazy. It validates all of it. Is that what Every, comeuppance means? I always thought comeuppance was like, no. oh, finally, you piece of shit. You got, you've got, you received what you deserve, but in a bad way. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say thing having to, correct to, me on this, having to play right. Georgia was his comeuppance. Oh, I see. That will be his comeuppance. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But this is a validation of every insane thing that Jim Harbaugh That's ever did. Way. Okay. Yeah. All of it, right? Stay, sleeping sleeping over at a punter's house. Yes. Drinking far more milk than an adult should actually ever drink. Right, every single day, uh, wearing the bad pants, making bizarre press conferences after losses where he responds monosyllabically. Running to routes reporters. at baptisms. Running routes at baptisms, right? Like all of it. It's all completely validated. There will be no stopping him. As if there was any. Yeah. But I will that's that's yeah. the real key, is there was not. <laughs> if Let's anything, he'll be like, I'll take a bigger pay cut next year. That inspires yeah, the team. <laughs> He really might. He really might. <laughs> Pay me a dollar. We'll be champions forever. You could see him just having a tantrum doing that and then coming home and his wife's like, what? 
I'm coaching next year for seventeen dollars. <laughs> he's the one where I almost wonder if he knows he's paid. You know, like it, it goes into an account. Someone yeah. has access to it. He doesn't care. He's just. Yeah. I wake up every morning. I have a new pair of pants, a new pair of shoes. Who's got it better than us? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Every morning, every morning, every morning, I wake up and I have a breakfast steak and I go to work and I think about football for 19 hours and then I have my dinner steak and I sit and wait and then it's time to go to work. Why do I feel like Jim Harbaugh looks at each of his children every single day and just says their name? That's how he interacts with them. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Jack, and they and they love it. Like this is how he yeah. was raised, right? Mm -hmm. uh, right. Uh, uh, old Jack Harbaugh would say, "Jim." Yeah, just John. <laughs> John. Boys, boys adored it, ate it up, couldn't get enough. And they, and probably say something real Midwestern to him, right? Like, now y'all get a, you just go, you guys get along, just go skedaddle. I Figure mean, it out. If he beats Georgia, oh God. Mm -hmm. First be, of all, he'll be unkillable. <laughs> First well, of all, I'm, it'll I'm be the stop praying for my grandpa. Tweet. I'm getting fully nude. Okay, for that. <laughs> I just want you to know the minute that happens wherever I am I am stripping off every piece of clothing I own and rolling on the floor laughing that is what I will do like, naked is the day I was born can you imagine the sour potato salad face Kirby Smart is going to make if he loses to fucking Michigan oh my god like, like yeah like uh, coach the handshake uh, <laughs> Coach, coach, you, you got a you great lost? team there, Kirby. Please let me let me go. Let me go. Harbaugh, Harbaugh encouraging encouraging Kirby. Yeah, and then Kirby having to sit there and hear like, so coach, your your five star team lost to the exact same version of itself that is a four star team. Why did you do that, coach? Value. Why great value. You? That's why. Why can't you find a quarterback? Uh, Co Coach Smart, uh, why didn't you try morals? Like, like Kane McNamara. <laughs> Coach, Coach Smart, do you think maybe you might have overlooked, I don't know, a little thing called dignity? I just, I just want to go. You, should you maybe study harder a little in the classroom? I, I just want to go cry in my truck. That's all I want to do. Coach Kirby, why doesn't football matter as much to Georgia? <laughs> Coach, oh coach, God! And coach. then Tom Green has to go on campus after his fucking brother-in-law beat has the to, has to, has to. He'll also be fully nude. <laughs> He's walking in. My Listen God, up. his pants have never been bigger. Listen up, Dude, Harbaugh's gonna show up. Harbaugh's gonna be on the sideline. Just wanted to see a Georgia game. How are you guys doing? Just Beautiful wanted to. Down uh, here. Just, just wanted to show these fans what a, uh, a championship ring looks like. So, just and like with, with him, it. with as weird as he is, he's not even being passive aggressive with it. No. He literally thinks, "I thought they'd want to look at it." Yep, it's pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, but they're throw they're pelting me with uh, hot dogs, nevertheless, uh, which is a local custom. Free I dinner. Think. <laughs> I am eating them as quickly as I can. But I'm all out of milkshakes. <laughs> Just sitting in the front row asking the Georgia VIP people, the ambassadors, like, you got any milk? I could use a huge thing of milk down here courtside. It'd be great.
<laughs> oh, like, I hate him so much. He's so weird. <laughs> he's so he's so goddamn good at coaching like, football. I, I don't think the playoff committee understands what they've done because if Georgia had lost this, if Georgia played Cincinnati and lost, it would have been like, you know, we'll write that off as like incredible Cinderella, blah blah blah. They played Bama again and lost. Yeah, you know, I already seen it. But if they lose to Michigan, it's just oh my god. <laughs> like just call just call the cable company tomorrow and say I don't need an internet connection for eight months. Please. I like if um so if Bama loses to Cincinnati, I cannot wait for the uh that they, they they just weren't motivated. Their hearts weren't it. It's sure. the fucking yeah. playoff. Yep. Yeah, I I you yep. can say that all you want, but it was a bowl game. It was just a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Those don't those don't count. God, if if it listen, I'm not predicting this. But if we got a Cincinnati Michigan national championship, yeah. <laughs> oh my God! SEC media days next next year is gonna be like a fucking funeral. <laughs> oh no, but not a no, funeral. No, That's no, no, brother. Because look who's be... here to save the day. It's Steve Sarkeesian's Longhorns. <laughs> <laughs> they'll move it up. Listen, if both teams lose, they'll move up the OU and Texas thing a year. They'll be like, yeah. nope, not nope, just that. They'll now. like. They'll like add Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that and then Michigan would beat him again. <laughs> beat Ohio State in the playoff. The Michigan rain has begun. <laughs> how did we get? How, how did we get to this strange place where we're talking about Michigan just <laughs> stunting on everyone and Notre Dame is cool? What the fuck happened this year? <laughs> Dude, honestly, as soon as Brian Kelly left, I very sincerely thought, like, I don't know if I've ever actually hated the Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 like, I know the propaganda my entire life, I was indoctrinated to hate Notre Dame, but, like, as soon as Brian Kelly's gone and he's replaced by a young guy, you know, who, who represents a whole lot of people, I'm like, I don't have a problem with any, like, fine. <laughs> it turns out I never hated Notre Dame. It, whether or not he succeeds at LSU... He's going to have such a bad time. Such an aggressively bad fucking time. Well, the humidity, for one. Sure. He, yeah. That might kill him. Like, uh, the, the name that he's, we've he's gonna lo- He's going to lose to Mississippi State or some shit. And it's going to be bad. I, he's going to lose a game that he can't process. A There's game also, that he can't understand. Like, like if, if, if you're at Notre Dame and you lose to USF, a thing that they did... Like, Regis makes one snide comment at 10 in the morning. <laughs> and, like, Mike and Mike in the morning is a little grumpier than usual. If you lose to Mississippi State at LSU, like, they come up with entire new radio stations to scream. Like, they file with the FCC. We like we need yeah. W, W, fuck Brian Kelly. That's what we need. Give us the rights. WFPK. We're streaming 24 hours a day Outside until he house. leaves. Our, our location is wherever that motherfucker lives. Yeah. I, I also like how um, he's doing a great job of managing expectations. In the, um, in the, the you know, he had his little intro on the, the floor of their basketball court. Uh, this was the one, of course, where he revealed his southern accent. Uh, oh, family. The very first thing he said there was, I haven't even won. All of oh my, my games game. yet. Oh my god. Yeah. So twelve and zero. Oh my god. Is your year one expectation that you have declared? It's just declared. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> declared. We've just... decided to call. We've decided to call him Le Aubergine. 
because that man is colored like an eggplant once he starts yelling. Oh, no, Bajin, you're going to lose to Mississippi State, shit. <laughs> we ain't going to have that. Like, Lincoln Riley's probably going to have a fine time, right? Oh, sure. He'll be f- oh, oh, listen, life's already great. <laughs> I mean, Lincoln, the way I view it, his situation is like, all right, all these quarterbacks, Bryce Young, Matt Corral, you know, all these quarterbacks, like, at least one of those guys is going to stay home. Yeah. Every three years, he's going to pick up one of those guys. Right. He's doing pretty awesome. Like, the, right. the fourth hardest team he plays is going to be from the state of fucking Arizona. He's doing pretty great. <laughs> um, Mario's going to have a great time because even if Miami's not good, he's going to be like, you're out of money. What are you going to Like, too fucking bad. Yeah. But I, yeah. Yeah. Brian Kelly uh, is going gonna, is gonna to be fun. <laughs> I like people who are like, man, why would he leave Oklahoma? You know what Lincoln Riley did today? He woke up and no one recognized him. No one. Like he, went, he went to a press conference with like 15 people standing <laughs> quietly around. <laughs> Meanwhile, just, Oklahoma fans like overran the airport for Brent Venables. Yes, he's perfect, man. Because like we all agree that's like, oh, that's a top 10 job. And like apparently they got fucking they, they still got the fucking money. And like you could win, you know, it, in the Pac-12, like, OK, they're either number one or number two in terms of like the schools you could picture winning a national title. And yet no one really gives a shit. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> no, you're like 19th on the list behind those. Someone's mad about the damn Rams or whatever. You know? Nobody's mad about the Rams. <laughs> no. <laughs> They're like they're they're infuriated over the Dodgers. There's like, more that's people you... mad. At, I'm saying there's more people mad about the fucking Clippers than there is yep. about USC. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. because because as you saw this season, when you're mad about USC, you just like erase them from your calendar. Like nobody went. It, when fans are mad at you at other schools, they will go and boo and yell and get mad even at the results that they expected. Like, they will still show up and be like, how dare you fucking lose to whoever. But at USC this year, they were just like, fuck that. I'm not mm-hmm. going. Some of the crowd shots of the Coliseum this year were like, cool. There are 3,000 people here, and I couldn't promise you that all of them are human and not Chuck E. Cheese characters. <laughs> <laughs> Antioch the Birthday Spider, longtime season ticket holder at Boo! USC. There, there, there he was. Clay Helton wondering, like, am I gonna, am I gonna get, get through this? Am I gonna get another whole season of paychecks? But then he looked, and he saw, and there dangled Antioch the birthday spider, who uttered, "No, Clay, your time is done. You've hidden from me far too long. I knew it'd be you, Antioch." Well, 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 Antioch. <laughs> 